Everybody. Hi, Aisla. Hello. We are so excited to be here for our very first official show as Gaia Gossip for Her Many Voices. Yeah, I'm very excited and I'm super excited about our guest. And also, I'm sad to say Alicia Fall would normally be here. I know that you're probably all very disappointed. Uh, she's not feeling well, so I'm going to attempt to speak a little bit about what we're up to, but you'll get the better download next month from her. Yes, thank you. Do you want to just dive in or? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, we're gearing up. Uh, we have two people confirmed for our anniversary event in March. Uh, Theo Wilson, who I know you know. I don't know if you want to say anything about how awesome that is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. No, Theo's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. He's um, he's actually currently the um, advisor for African-American affairs for Robert um, RFK Jr.'s presidential run. Very, very exciting. And he deserves that for sure. Um, and I'm so excited he's going to emcee our event um, March in March of next year. Mm -hmm. It'll be in Denver at the uh, Cleo Robinson uh, dance home. I <laughs> And um, Tashia Sante will be performing her one woman show. And it's we got to see an excerpt of it. I don't recall if you were there for the Indigenous mm -hmm. Wisdom. Uh, I want to say two years ago, she performed a reading from it, and it was amazingly powerful. So I feel so excited that we'll be able to actually have that. It's about, I think it's about 30 minutes. It's a really powerful show. So and I'm really looking forward to this event. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. And it's 15 years. Can you believe yeah. that uh, Alicia has been doing this for 15 years? I remember back then, you know, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Alicia, I mean, don't feel too bad for her. She is sick. However, uh, she and Jane have been busy with home building conferences in Amsterdam and Prague. So she's been, you know, doing some things that aren't terrible. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you've ever heard her speak. It, when I first met her, she was traveling to, I want to say Japan and other countries talking about hemp and humanity and the ways in which hemp as a plant has the possibility of really creating a more sustainable um, way of being for us in terms of sequestering uh, CO2 and harm, harmful minerals in the soil, as well as being able to be used for so many different things like milk and food, as well as plant fiber for clothing. Yeah, the potential is incredible. Um, I know she's been working on this and very passionate about it for a long time, as has Jane, our coming guest, Jane Wynn, who will be here in a few moments. And so I also, that was also when I first heard about the Wind Farm uh, Ecological Preserve in Haiti. And I just have to say, I admire so much what the they have been doing and at the wind farm and their perseverance through natural disasters and political upheaval to continue to say 
we care about our people, we care about our community, we care about the planet. It's a it's a beautiful um, role modeling of of what a family can do when they when they pull together and really are able to to build that as a as a community. Absolutely, yes. Um, I don't know if there's any more um, you want to say about her many voices, or should we bring Jane no. in? I think it'd be great. I, I, great to see you all. I'm going to hop out as soon as we bring Jane in. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Hello, hello, Jane. Hello, how are you? From across the world, from Denver, Colorado to, are you in Prague? No, in I'm, I'm in Amsterdam with Alicia. Yes, you're in Amsterdam. That's I'm back right. in Amsterdam. Great. And it's a real pleasure for me to be here with you on Gaia Gossip. Thank you. It's a real privilege for us to be here um, and for to have you here. We really appreciate it. Um, as Isla said, she gave a little hint to what you have been up to, and um, it's really an incredible story. Uh, do you want to start by introducing yourself and how you met uh, Alicia with Her Many Voices? Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, as I said, I really want to thank you and um, for having me today. And especially thanks to Alicia. She's a wonder woman. <laughs> and, um, and I want to thank another special woman, Tamara Kantav, who introduced me to Alicia. And um, that was back in 2010 after the earthquake. Mm -hmm. And Tamara had been doing great work with schools and farmers. Then when she introduced me to Alicia, it was really, really wonderful because um, she came with another view for the construction of Haiti, for rebuilding Haiti. Mm -hmm. And that's how we were connected. We, she automatically, I felt her love for Mother Earth and she didn't know Haiti. She didn't know anyone in Haiti. And all of a sudden, she she appears and she said, we shall rebuild Haiti with hemp. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, hemp. I knew hemp as a fiber, but I didn't know you could rebuild with hemp. And it's really a wonder plant. Hemp is a wonder plant because um, it's so versatile. Mm -hmm. All the things you can do with it for Mother Earth. Yes. Yes, they make an, a replacement for concrete called hempcrete, right? It's an incredible building material. I know right. it also grows very, very quickly. So you have a lot, you know, you, a lot that you can harvest more quickly than other things. Um, right, exactly, you, exactly. Well, you know, since we're on the topic, would you like to share a little bit about what you were doing in Prague and a little bit more about that? Well, uh, very little. Um, we went at a conference in Prague and we met some very wonderful people. And there were investors, farmers who were, and also um, producers of, prod of prod different products from hemp, like oils. One person was very special. To me, it was a, a Japanese woman I cannot remember her name too well. She was making diapers for babies with hemp. Mm. And she was also into biochar. Mm -hmm. Biochar 
which if you use the, that char in the soil, it will regenerate the soil. Mm -hmm. It will cure the soil from all the diseases that it has. Well, it helps it. And it helps also in the composting. When you put it in compost, it multiplies the bacteria because mm -hmm. it has it has the capability to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, that was one one person that um, um, that I was touched by. Yes, yes. And of course, different others, farmers. It was I really think her name. Her name was Ayuki. Uh, I, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, great. And there was a wonderful family we met also. They have a farm and. They were doing teaching. They remind me, in a way, of our farm in Haiti. They are working with the farmers, with students, teaching them different um, friendly ways of working with the soil and mm -hmm. the fiber. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, that's actually a perfect lead-in. If you'd like to share more about wind farm, I know I don't want I don't want there to be confusion. We're not saying wind as in the wind blowing outside. We're actually saying your last name, uh, Wind yes. Farms. Yes. Um, as an ecological preserve, please share a little bit more about what you're doing there, your mission and a little history and how it got started. Okay. Um, well, it really started back in 1956 with my parents buying small plots of land. They had in mind to have a pilot farm where they could teach friendly ways of farming because my dad had seen that there was erosion. We lived by a river called River Fod, and um, he saw it sometimes after heavy rains, it was red, reddish color. So he decided to investigate and go higher up in the summit to see where that cause was coming from. And of course it was soil erosion because it was there was no conservation system. Mm -hmm. And so together they decided to buy small plots of land to do the, that pilot farm. And he terraced it, a lot of it, according to the, the what the Indians did in Machu Picchu so that mm -hmm. they can save the soil and save the water. And I must say also that wind farm is on two, on the ridge of two watersheds. Mm -hmm. One river takes its birth from, from there, and it's the River Fouad, and there's the River Grise on the other side of the watershed. And But wind farm is also inside a protected area, which is called the protected area of Susai, and there's a third river at the end of that protected area that gets its birth from, takes its birth from there too, goes to Leogan. But those two rivers, plus all the hillsides of the mountainside of Kinskov, they serve around, they serve water to around 4 million people in Port-au-Prince and in the surrounding areas in Carrefour. So it's very important. The position of wind farm is very strategic. Yes. And not and only for that, for the water, but also for the biodiversity. And um, 
it's if we don't protect the biodiversity within that ecosystem that exists up there, uh, the community will not get the benefits from it. Because right now the community does get the benefit of having of having um, butterflies and birds. They have found an oasis. Oh, so yes. many birds, migrating birds come and local birds have their nesting place there and they pollinate the, the, the gardens, the land of the farmers that are adjacent to and from. So that's a beautiful ecosystem uh, yes. service. And also um, wind farm is community based. So it's, um, it really is there to serve the community, not only conservation, but to serve the community. Yeah, and it's not just about it's not just about the planet and the health of the planet, but it's really about the people as well. It's about the people, and it's a combination of both the planet and the people. And um, what we do, we do workshops on environmental um, awareness. We work with schools. We work with farmers, with institutions. We don't have the means to do them ourselves, so we work with different institutions. For example, we have worked with USAID, mm-hmm. and they have built a a center for it's a rural center for sustainable development. And so, whenever they wanted to have a program um, realized, they would come and do it at the farm. Oh, that's and great! That's great. So, Yes, and we still use it for that, for, for different types of workshops and other institutions, if they need to, they would come and use it. Schools, we work with universities, um, students. Sometimes they, um, the universities then send students um, to do internship and for about two weeks. So they learn about soil conservation and especially, especially soil conservation. This is our main this is our, how do you say, our main goal is to yeah. save the soil. Yeah, and that, that ties back to your father originally realizing that the soil erosion is one of the big problems, right? Exactly. And I, know, I know you mentioned that he did, they did the terracing. That was always, that was my first thought um, because that's how I envision land that is very hilly and like that. But, and do they do that anymore? Well, he started doing it and he did it for many years. So most of, of the land was terraced, but he realized later on that um, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. First of all, you have to really know what you're doing. And most of the farmers lack that knowledge mm. to really uh, do level lines. So it's it's very important because if you don't do terraces on a level, with a le- by using a level, you might cause more damage. Oh yeah, the yeah. environment. If it's sloping a little bit on one side, then when it rains more, the water will overflow more and cause more damage on the lower side of the mountain. Sure. So yeah. you have to be very precise. So he des- he de- he developed later on a grid system. He called it, which is very easy. You still have to understand it well, but. When we have students come, we explain to them and farmers too, and they seem to catch it. Um, it's a system where you 
you stop the water from running off the slope. Mm -hmm. After three. about uh, three meters, between three and five meters. If mm -hmm. you, for example, if you would put a ball to roll down a hill, after three meters, it will pick up speed. So his thing, his idea was, we need to stop water so it doesn't pick up speed. So mm. he started making small basins every three meters. Oh, wow. So that's that's how it works. And it's a wonderful thing. And not, we have not lost one handful of soil since we've been doing those. Wow, that's really amazing. That is amazing. Um, what we also do... Um, we do workshops on medicinal plants, some medicinal plants. Sometimes we have some someone who knows more about certain medicinal plants. They would come and give the workshop um, on health. Um, recycling, recycling of paper, um, also reusing, reusing of plastic because there's a lot of trash all over the streets. And so we sort of encourage the youth um, by reusing the plastic uh, bottles and mm -hmm. they learn how to make jewelry with them. They make earrings, necklaces mm -hmm. with paper and with um, plastic. Um, we try to do a lot of recycling. That's yes, that's important as well, for sure. Um, yeah, so you do programs on site and you also go out and teach and do workshops in other locations as well. Um, yes. do you want to, could you share a little bit about the schools where um, where you actually, I think, met Alicia? Alicia? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, first, the first outing we did with Alicia was going to Antigua, uh, another village, um, a, a place called Tushushu, where Her Many Voices works a lot with women and schools. So what we did, we went over there and we did different types of workshops with them. Also, um, we did it also by the sea. It's another, it's another locality further on. And um, it was really wonderful because we, we did sort of an exchange. And it's always, it's always wonderful to do that. And we do um, especially environmental awareness with the women that's that's great um you know i i know that probably our listeners are very savvy and aware of what's happening in haiti to some extent could we transition into that a little bit about what's really happening there as far as the insecurity and that kind of thing kind of maybe start with the whole big picture i know the president yes. was uh was killed a few years ago and um, I know that's had some ripple effects. Um, can you share the big picture since you really know exactly what's happening? Yes, I will try my best. Um, well, first of all, we'll start by saying that Haiti is in the Caribbean. And Haiti is situated in a place geographically on the map where, on the world, where... Um, it is very vulnerable to climate change because where we are situated 
we get all the hurricanes that come from Africa. Mm -hmm. They go across, and Kenscroft is right there on the path. So not not only Kenscroft, all of Haiti is on that path. And um, so we are not only on the path of hurricanes, but we also sitting on tectonic plates every now and then that you know cause earthquakes. So. It's a country that's very, very vulnerable to not only climate change, but when you are a country that is not well managed, the vulnerability uh, increases. I mean, the impacts of it increases. There aren't enough means to be resilient mm -hmm. to the impacts of the climate change. So. What happened to Haiti was that not only we are in that position, but since uh, 1987, after the dictatorship, we've had elections for democratic governments, but most of them have been corrupted. Not mm -hmm. to say all of them. <laughs> we've had corruption all the line and um, so with that corruption, there is a mismanagement of the country. The and country has not been managed. That's almost there, almost yes. 30 years. For almost 30 years, you've had this. And I'm sure that a lot of instability comes from that, you know, it's lack exactly. of stable government. Exactly. And yeah. because of the mismanagement, there is a lot of, well, because of the corruption, there is mismanagement, they all go together. Corruption mm -hmm. and mismanagement, they go together. So um, ever since then, we've been having coup, coup d'etat after coup d'etat. Mm -hmm. And the country has been degrading until now. It's really at a point where people say it's almost at no return, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I always have hope. Yeah. I always have hope. And what happened is that to protect their to protect their um, businesses and also politicians, they both paid people and give them arms to protect their benefits. Hmm. For example, big businesses would hire people with arms and and have them form little groups to for, to protect their businesses. And oh, yeah, it's all do the same. Of, it's like so, a little. Yes. And so what happened is that after many years, they form gangs. And now we have a report that there are 200 um, organized gangs in Haiti. Wow. 200 organized. So it's very, very corrupted. And those gangs, what they do, they have been kidnapping, they have been raping women, um, they have been stealing, it's pretty bad, and killing. But one of the things a lot, well, they're all bad, they're all worse, but one of the worst things is the spoliation. People use gangs to spoliate other things, others. For example, um, they will use gangs to to steal land to grab land away and this from other people and this is one 
one of the reasons why wind farm has been suffering from insecurity, from the insecurity, because we have had some powerful person in the government who has paid to get part of the land of wind farm. So that has had happened already. And I will not discuss it too much because it's not secure. But this is to tell you what is going on. Yes. Um, so they are as as is there a specific reason why they're targeting wind farms for for this? And then I, I know we we're excited to show your video oh, video here in a moment about the work you are doing. But if, since we're on this topic, can you share a little bit more about why that is? Or is it really just a mass attack on every, anyone that they can take advantage of? I think it's, it's more generalized. Mm -hmm. It's not specifically wind farm. It's more generalized. But wind farm happened where we are. We happen to have lots of trees and spaces that are not covered with... Um, buildings, construction. And in Haiti, most people believe that if you don't build a house in that space, it means it's not yours or you're not using it. So uh. they do not believe in protecting uh, uh, nature right. in that way. For example, why would you let, you know, you leave so many acres not built in? You should be putting houses here and there and renting yeah. And so that that is not it because the the mission of wind farm is to not only conserve but as i said it's to serve the community so now for example today after so many years people know people who appreciate it know that they have a place to go to to reconnect with nature yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cultural thing when you say that most people don't understand the value of right. preserving that land. It's partly a cultural thing, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, and also in an area that's so deforested, you know, your farm and your area is so important. Exactly. And also they use um, some people come. It's not to grab the land. It's because they need the wood. Mm -hmm. They need the wood. So we don't have any fence. Um, Haitians believe in seeing a, a border, not only saying that this is the your limit and this is mine, but they want to see a fence. And we, we never did put up a fence. We don't have the means to do it. So this is one of the main problems. So people come, it could be, oh, this is a beautiful patch of grass let me bring the, the the cows and the next day you'll find 10 or 12 cows you know stamping on plants eating the grass so it, it's been a, a battle like that a nature battle all those yeah. years yeah but it's now really... it's more than that it's spoliation it's it's more it's grabbing it's land grabbing yeah this is going on all over the country. For example, in Artibonite, where they uh, uh, where they raise, where they grow rice, most of the rice for the country. Now this land is being stolen, and people are building on the rice fields. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah. I mean, this is it's 
it's a it's partly an education issue and a cultural issue um could exactly. we is this a good time to show the video sure sure about wind farm that would sure. be great The Wind Farm Ecological Reserve is a little sanctuary in the mountains of Kinskal in Haiti. It was founded by Victor Wynne in 1956. Victor's vision was to create a space apart where he could remind people on how to take care of the environment and how to farm and live more sustainably with the earth. He started by terracing the entire 30 acres um, to the image of Machu Picchu to prevent soil erosion and also introduced other methods of soil conservation. He later introduced various species of plants and fruits, mainly from South America. But one of his main focuses was also to preserve the indigenous species of the land of the area. When Victor passed away, his daughter Jane and her family opened up the space more to the public and continued his work through environmental education, environmental awareness, tours. Throughout the years, hundreds and hundreds of, of students, of orphanages, families, agronomists have come through as well as tourists. Thanks to the USAID, the Center for Sustainable Development was built at the reserve to share workshops with local farmers. The wind farm mostly focuses on reforestation efforts, environmental awareness, organic farming and to basically create a healing space for humanity. It's that space where you can come back to and remember that we are all so interconnected. We're not separate from our environment. We are the environment. So to preserve the environment is to preserve yourself.
to heal the environment, to heal nature, to reconnect with nature, is to reconnect with yourself. And just remember, just remember, remembering that no living system operates by itself. Everything is interconnected. And we continue our work also, striving to inspire the youth to know that they can make a difference. So that when they leave, they feel empowered to be the change, to be a part of a green revolution, to honor all life. Thank what you. a beautiful video. And that was your daughter, Melissa? Yes, yes. Thank you so much for showing the video. It says everything about Wind Farm. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. It really, um, it, it's so, uh, it makes you feel a certain way, you Thank know, you. as well, that I'm sure is reflective of who you really are, right? And who you represent. Thank you. We yeah. are all working for Mother Nature. Yes. And right now, more than ever, she needs us. Mm -hmm. She needs all of us. And that's why I'm so happy to be part of her many voices. We are one of the her many voices. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds it's really a place of you can feel this this peacefulness about when you're there. And I um I know Alicia agrees with that, that it's really very much a place of peace. And yeah. um and I love the point that everything's interconnected. You know, the butterfly effect is real, right? It's, it's right. One, the butterfly wings here affects something all the way across the world that we cannot, you know, that, that just, it, that's the way it is. And I know you and I talked about when we were, um, you know, preparing for today, yes. the idea that the health of the planet and the biodiversity and the fresh water and the way that the planet is, it directly affects the health of the people. You know, we are directly tied to the health of our environment. Um, it's just another reason why your work is so important, I think. Well, I do appreciate that. I appreciate that because we feel that too. It is so, all of it is so, um, well, interconnected, as yes. you both were saying. Yes, definitely. And we have to keep it like that. And mm -hmm. we would love to keep the integrity of Wind Farm, the, you know, the goal, the mission of Wind Farm. But alone, we cannot do it. We just feel we cannot do it anymore alone. Yes. So what specifically are you looking for? What do you need? First of all, we're looking for partners who can understand Partners who can feel, you know, the why we are doing that. Some people have told us, why don't you just um, move to another place, you know, or, or let other people do this and let other people. For example, we have a neighbor who's building um, hotels. No, this is not it. We need to take care of Mother Nature. We are the care caretakers. Mm -hmm. of mother earth and um so we would love to have partners who 
understand us like her many voices yeah and um also we we lack human resources because we could find human resources in haiti but we don't have the means so if, if we have partners to help us we could find the means to find the right people to help us help us manage but yeah. one of the worst things is the spoliation and our goal one day is to build a living fence supported by some metal a fence of some type because if we don't protect um wind farm we don't see how we can stretch our arms to keep protecting the the larger space yeah yeah i understand it's technically only 30 acres but the protected area is actually 400 hectares actually it's more than 30 acres the usaid was using 30 acres ah. but we did not include all the slopes that are all the ravines and slopes that are included in wind farm so so it's about 50 acres you know oh, okay. with all of that but as i said people are encroaching and yeah. destroying for example um i remember when i was very young um i was talking to my dad and we both had the idea of why don't we do like noah's ark and bring all species of plants at wind farm to save for the planet in case one day something happens and then so he started bringing in plants like the ginkgo biloba. We had ginkgo biloba at the farm. And that was way back in the 60s, mm. way back in the 60s. And um, so then we had the giant sequoia. It was started to grow very well. But all of these, I'm so sorry to say, they're gone because they cut them for firewood. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. We've lost a lot of species that we introduced and also a lot that we were protecting. For example, if you go to Kenskov, you will not find the, the tree fern. You cannot, you have to search a lot to find the tree fern. But when you go to wind farm, you'll find quite a few tree ferns. And that's where there's a special bird in Haiti that makes its nest in that tree fern, mm. a musician bird. And it also uses the, the indigenous pine, the Pinus occidentalis, to nest and so we are trying to protect those and yes. also what we do we protect whenever someone has a an indigenous plant i have some friends who have given us the special magnolia ekmani it only exists on the island mm -hmm. on hispaniola on both sides of the island and um but we are losing most of them in haiti because they are people are destroying People are in need. Haiti is going through a humanitarian crisis. Yes. And it's, a, it's an account of those two things I told you, an account of the vulnerability of it, the, of its position, and um, also the um, lack of governance. Yes, yes. You know, um, do you want to speak a little bit about... Um, um you know the oas the organization of american states and how that's related specifically to access to water because 
Water is so important, of course, and water is a human right, you know, and I know it's one of the biggest things that you're fighting for is, is the water for the people of Haiti. Yeah, well, what would you like me to tell you about it? Well, maybe just explain kind of from an entry level um, about the OAS, because when we spoke earlier, you said this is really what's happening right now. The most, you know, this is what people. Okay. Okay. Well, right now there is an uh, there is a conflict on the island between the Dominican side and the Haitian side mm -hmm. because there is a river called the Rivière Massac that separates the island. And this whenever you have a river that separates an island, it's international. This river is international. So that this means both countries have the right to use that river in a respect, respectful way mm -hmm. uh, if as long as you are not destroying it um well the dominicans did have an uh, 11 i think it's 10 or 11 intakes of water but the haitians have not had one so recently they were building a canal the farmers decided to take a canal um which was which was accepted it was signed by president the president who got assassinated president jovenel and president abinader of the dominican republic they both signed a contract that it was okay for the haitians to do that canal and he started building it but after he got killed um it was discontinued so recently, the farmers decided, this is not just one or two farmers, it's quite a lot of farmers, decided to um, continue the canal. But they're not doing it just by themselves. They have some engineers with them. They're doing it in a correct way. And the president decided to stop it. President Abinader on the other side asked Haiti to stop the people from building the canal. And so Haiti is saying, yes, but we had a contract that was signed and it was accepted. Why should we sign it? It's because eight days after he had signed the contract, he sent some representatives to say they changed their minds about it. And then that's it. Nothing can... They changed their minds, but nothing happened after that. So the Haitians who need water to plant food for the population, they said, no one will stop us from getting that water. Water is a gift from nature. Mm -hmm. Why should they have it and we cannot use it? It's for both of us. So they had no guns. They had well, some of them were holding rocks. <laughs> but on the other side, we saw in videos where they came with helicopters, machine guns, all types on the other side. And the Haitians were kept on dancing and singing and they're doing their voodoo ceremonies. And they said, nothing will stop us because it's a gift from nature. And so I believe now OAS, the president of the Dominican Republic did ask OAS to come and, and study the situation. So I don't know of the report yet. I don't know what outcome 
It was. But, yes, but this is all very, very recent. Just a few months ago that there was both sides at the river and the Haitians were starting to build a canal, right? And then they just they, a couple of months ago. Yes. And, and then they today, to as I'm talking to you now, they're still building the canal. Okay, they're still working yeah. on it. But what is wonderful, one wonderful thing for Haiti, for many years, the Haitians could not get together to do anything. They could not do anything together. But because those farmers started that, that movement, which is called a combit, a combit is let's put ourselves together to, to do this. Yeah. yeah. Let's help each other. And so now, not only Haitians within the country, but Haitians all over the planet, diaspora, they are sending money to buy cement, to buy uh, steel, you know, to pay people for food. Wow. To, so to work right. on the canal. This issue is bringing people together because it's so obviously unfair and so obviously needed. Yes. Um, and don't I, you, I think you mentioned the DR has 12 canals and Haiti literally has zero right now. Yes, and they have, sorry, they have 11, 11 intakes, they call them, well, canals. Oh, and yeah. Haiti had zero. And this is the first one um, they were doing. This is the first one. Yeah. So, and they're still trying um, to stop it. So just to give people an, you know, an idea of the scale of the difference. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um, what am I recommending is that I think um, the DR has been had the means to protect its land. It means to um, protect its environment. And the Haitians do not. Hmm. As I said, it's been a country that's been very corrupted. And um, nothing has been done for most of the population. So, so many people don't go to school. There's no clean water, not enough food, no health system, no insurance, nothing, nothing. And, and um, so what they do, they use wood for fuel. They cannot afford to eat. Don't even ask about buying gas to cook yeah. your food. So this they the, make charcoal. They the make people, charcoal. The people are suffering from this lack of of a consistent and un, and lack of an uncorrupt government, right? And they're suffering so much that they're doing whatever they can to survive. Exactly, exactly. But one thing I'd like to mention is that um, at the beginning of the creation of Wind Farm, my dad had, had learned about bamboo, how it could um, hold the soil. If you mm. put the running bamboo in the ravine, it would hold the soil. Mm. We did not have the running bamboo in Haiti, but we had the clumping bamboo, Bambosa vulgaris, um, which is which is not a runner. But if you put a runner in a ravine, it will hold the ravine. So um, this is one thing that Wind Farm does. We've been doing projects with schools where we distribute certain varieties of bamboo to to the students and um, so that they can put in ravines. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that some of them have planted them on the out, outside of their homes and their gardens. And they're not, they don't let it invade the places where they're planting food, but 
they planted to um, rebuild with it. For example, um, you can pass by and see a balcony of bamboo, chairs of bamboo. They're making furniture with bamboo. So it's a good thing. And what we did also with the community, um, a lot of times the parents complain they cannot pay the school. So we started a project by distributing a certain varieties of fruits, for example, uh, a fruit that is resilient to the climate change. It doesn't need much water. And um, if there is a hurricane, after the hurricane, it will grow back up. It's a climbing plant. It's called the passion fruit, sweet passion fruit. Okay. Not the sour one. It's a sweet one that you can eat as a dessert like that. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. we distributed that to them so that they could um, um, sell it and pay tuition with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things you're doing. Um, we try. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I, I don't know. Is there... Um, what, what, what's uh, something, you know, the, the, a message that you'd like to leave our listeners with, you know, sort of the most important message that you'd like to leave. And, um, and then we really, really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Well, our message is that we would love to keep the integrity of Wind Farm Ecological Reserve and we'd like to continue to do the work of caring for Mother Earth. We don't have the means to do it. So alone, we cannot do it. We are inviting people to come and hold our hands to do it. Let's do it together, please. Thank you. This, this is the, the website is, is here. And for those who are listening, it's the www.wynnefarm.org. Um, we can go there and really, it, you really are looking for partners to literally be with, the, with, with you there and to provide resources. You've, I know you've done this since, I think your father started it in 1956, right? And, mm -hmm. and made so much progress. Um, I know the birds and the butterflies and the bees have all come back, <laughs> you know, since you've been working and, but it's a long-term, it's a long-term plan. You need protection from the instability and partners. Thank you. It's a it's a work of three generations, three yes. generations, and it's not uh, only us. It's Wind Farm family has enlarged with all the the students who have come. They are we're all becoming one part of the. We are Wind Farm family in Haiti. Yes, that's great. And Wind imagine imagine the opportunity. I'm thinking of the opportunity for people to get involved and to actually make a huge real difference. I know that that's yes. one reason why Alicia loves working with you. Um, you. Because you are really making a huge difference together and with your work alone there as well. So um, I really do invite anyone who's listening who would like to reach out to do so. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to say also, if anyone would like to contact us, either through us or through Her Many Voices, mm -hmm. we would appreciate that. And yes. um, there's a way to do that on your website or through Alicia, through Her Many Voices, of course. Pardon me? Is there a way to do that on your website? Yes, we will do that. I will ask them to do it. Thank you. Yeah. And um, I truly appreciate and. Let's keep working together for Mother Earth. 
That's great. And your email is here. I'll share it with people. I hope that's all right with you. Is that okay? Sure. Or info at windfarm is even better. Info, info at windfarm.org. Great. Info at W-Y-N-N-E farm.org. Thank you, Jane, so much. It has been Thank such you. a privilege to talk to you and have you on our first episode of the newly named Gaia Gossip for Her Many Voices. Thank you Thank so you. much. I appreciate have a story. We will sing a song.